Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Magician Nelson Lugo. Hi, I'm nerdcore rapper Shape of the Dark Lord. We're best friends who hate each other's guts. And we co-host the Epic Podcast. A monthly show in which we discuss comic books, video games, television, movies, our debilitating emotional problems, and Batman. So much Batman. That's the Epic Podcast on the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Be safe, internets. Bye. Seriously, so much Batman. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. It contains content that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com. Hey everybody! Hey now! Welcome to RPG from Scratch. Hello everyone. We're going to have a great discussion about Step Five today, and uh, we're going to bring up some artifacts and some rituals and some creatures, hopefully. And uh, for your listening pleasure, here is Max doing a twelve-minute uh, monologue from Cats. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I am a cat. Don't interrupt. This is how I frolic. All right, everybody. I'm Josh. I'm oh, your no. host. There's eight minutes of frolicking. I'm, I'm here with Liam and Max, and uh, we're going to get into it today. We've got... We didn't die in a hurricane. No, we didn't. So Yay. by the time you hear this, you'll know that a hurricane came through. A hurricane named Dorian did a bunch of damage to the Bahamas. Almost almost damaged us, but we got lucky. So, Hey, and if you're one of those nuts who really wants to live in a post-apocalyptic setting, guess what? There's one... America adjacent, you can just go to now. Well, there's always been one America adjacent. You yeah. can just go to TJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna go to one of those frontier planets from Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> I realize one of them was named Tijuana. Yes. Okay. So, per our last design episode, when we talked about marksmen, uh, I got a couple things I wanted to do. Uh, so, the heavy repeating crossbow that we talked about, I want to make it so it's three shots, uh, and it takes an attack action to reload. But that attack action can be granted to you by somebody for whatever reason, usually command. Or you can use it, you know, obviously if you're a Tiktani and you've got your extra attack action, you can use it right then. The strength, I'm bringing back the strength requirements for heavier ranged weapons, um, and long shot reduces them by one. So Marksman, we talked about introducing long shot and assault style and the idea that you could switch between them. But in reality... And kind of flavor-wise, when you're thinking of your character, you really do pick one or the other. I mean, the you might train as a Marine to be your basic infantry Marine, but the moment you go to sniper school, that's your job. Like, you, mm-hmm. you have somebody with you whose job it is to kind of watch your back. I mean, they're your spotter as well, but it's. Um, I think that's true. You're not going to carry around two bows with you. No. If you're if you're a longbow archer or you're using a heavy crossbow that you have to lay on the ground and load with your feet, so 
I think you you pick between long assault and long shot because the only thing that either gets you is the cover fire and the moving and shooting, running gun with assault, and uh, long shot gets the plus two if they spend a move action and piercing shot. Yes, a- and they crit on a one or a twenty. Both of those are really good, but yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll keep that. Oh, and now long shot uh, reduces the strength requirement of heavy weapons. Yes. So I think today we're going to take a real hard look at step five and see where we want to go for each of these paths. Let's do it. So let's go over a bit where we see them going. Let me look at... Um, I think Citadel needs to open up this pit. What's that mean? It's a hardcore dancing reference. Oh. Is that from PCU? It, they might have said it in there, but I just <laughs> always think of hardcore Ricky saying it. And then ninja kicking someone in the face. Let's see. Well, speaking of ninja kicking... Let's let's go to Scoundrel. How about that? All right. Let's start with Scoundrel. I feel like that's an easy traps, game. traps, and more traps. So you know what you know what Scoundrel hasn't had in a while? A trap or an at will attack. A daily. No one's has anyone gotten a daily I or an so. at will attack? I don't know if we've done that. Oh, yeah, it was, no, I think we went feature heavy step four. Oh uh, well no, it was actually step four was the most varied of all the steps. Oh, okay. For, but we that's where we gave uh so we, we gave marksmen last episode, we gave them the arrows that they okay. can switch between. Yes. Heraldry for Citadel. Okay. Decay got the Bone Companions. And uh, Fire got Flaming Weapons. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I think this this one should probably be attack-centric. Centric. Let's give everybody a, a, a net will, net will attack. You want to start with that and we can, we can work yeah, out let's, extra let's, stuff? Yeah, let's build up everyone. Everyone at least gets a net will attack. Certain classes just dailies. Like, I feel like Citadel doesn't doesn't need a whole lot of dailies i think they're they just they just work better with reactions and basic features that allow them and their friends to be more stalwart citadel got a good um heraldry is fucking tight yeah it's so cool well citadel got a good daily at step three they got sacrificial dive yeah which is it's solid well let's think okay so at will attack we're giving every every Mm -hmm. path a third at will attack what doesn't the other two do because again, we shouldn't we shouldn't concentrate on the same thing but harder because the tiered system already takes care of that. Right. So we got warning strike where it's a stance where Very if they, dis- good. they disengage, they provoke, and vicious obstacle where they can occupy an adjacent space. They make it okay. they make you cannot move through an adjacent space. Those are both really good for Citadel. Yes. Maybe something that increases their dodge, like be extra defensive. I don't know that that feels scoundrelly. I, I think Citadel should never be afraid to get hit. Really. I would I would almost say something something that is damaging, but based on their ability to be damaged. Yeah, like not something that is just uh, radiances holding on to it or being able to charge up, but just an at will. That's um because right now the only problem is if you're not working from a defensive standpoint or you're doing the charge and there's no one directly behind you or there's no real reason to take a defensive stance. Mm-hmm. If they look down at their sheet and go like a gas warning strike because because. Like why not? Usually that's a good choice. Yeah, it's a solid right. choice. Mm-hmm. But but something something proactive sounds fun because they're very reactive right now. Right. Well, I was thinking that's why I was thinking something defensive. So we ha- we give them a stance with warning strike, where basically they're both stances: warning strike mm-hmm. and uh, immovable ob- or vicious obstacle, where they make an attack and then the stance makes it so you can't move through an adjacent space. Yeah. And they do an attack and the stance makes it so they're threatening you if you try to disengage. And I was thinking, what about a stance where they've put themselves in such a spot that if they get attacked, they can move out of the way. But that's, that's what I was thinking, dodge. You know, just because because you're going to come up against some, your health gets low. Yeah. You're trying to take all the attacks that you can. 
Well, sometimes, often, mm-hmm. <laughs> shit's down to the wire, and an enemy is going to hit you with something enormous, and you know it's coming, and you're like, well, I don't want to run because it exposes everybody yeah. else. And that's what I was thinking. What's the Citadel version of that instead of the Scoundrel version? The Scoundrel version is like slip between their legs, yeah. do you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, what's the Citadel version of that where set them up to, there's nothing you can do about this attack that's coming in except dodge or disengage or something. I mean, if you got a shield, you got you got interrupts already. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, how about <laughs> how about something to ward against magic? I like that. Ooh, you can kind of bat it back at him. You know what? What's a shield reflect? Like that kind of that's a common trope that's yes. really fun, right? So something against ranged attacks. S- straight up, if it just gave you a stance, giving you dodge against range attacks, solid. Yeah. Range stance, I like. And it. I, I don't even think it should use a, a shield. In fact, well, I think you shouldn't be required to use requi- a shield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing that I'm most thinking of is almost from, like from Berserk is Guts just taking his cape and wrapping arrows up in it. Right. Yeah, I, I like. Okay, so let's think of what that would be mechanically. Does this just increase your armor, or does it increase your dodge? Because odds are, I, I I don't like the the sudden increase of your like the art the armor you wear is a physical thing on you magic should be able to create armor i don't think a person can go like i'm not a magical guy my armor's harder is weird mechanically for me i think mechanically so there was a there's a feat in pathfinder i think i can find it it's like armored adept or something armored stance in pathfinder okay all right and the way what it says here is you've learned one of the secrets of armored defenders and can lock your armor and shield together into an impenetrable barrier okay that benefit as a move action when wearing heavy armor and using a heavy shield or tower shield you increase your bonus to ac granted by your armor and your shield by one each that makes sense that one's I fun like that. I, I like the flavor of that yeah. i think is right on point but is that what we want against arrows increased armor no. in case range range attacks I'd say dodge. Yeah, I'd say dodge or reflect. Reflect's hard to do, though. Just You gotta have a shield. One, you gotta have a shield, and how far away are they firing at it? <laughs> that just gets weird. Yeah. Like, baseball batting it back to them makes sense, because you're adding force. Right. I was thinking they would just turn just, sideways. To d- yeah, def- deflect would be one thing, or redirect to, to a de- an adjacent enemy, but Ooh. to deliver it right back. Ooh, hold on. Redirect? If an enemy hits you with a ranged attack... How does, how does the mechanics of this suit you? You get hit and damaged by a ranged attack. You can immediately make an attack action against an adjacent enemy, and if it hits, you take half damage, and they take half damage. It's pretty good. I like that, yeah. And You're redirecting the force. But this yeah. is a reactionary at will? Oh, well, uh, stance. Stance, so it would be after you get in the stance? Mm. Well, then it, sh- then it should be they take full. Yeah. Well, but then again, okay, here's the problem. Then you are disincentivizing somebody to attack you with a range attack. And what True. you generally want is people to, to attack actually you. hit you so you can actually do the thing that you're doing. Yeah. I say we do that, and we can even put it in the step, mm-hmm. but that's a that's an encounter. That's, what, a, that's a scene ability. What if it lowers your dodge against range attacks so that you're more likely to get hit by the attack, but it's going to tag that guy for full damage? Uh, that's just That still just seems pretty... I like the reactionary parts of Citadel, but again, we we functioned into something reactionary. I really think they need a proactive, yeah, proactive at will. They need something to to get in. In, in I don't mind the idea of like adding, getting in a stance, getting better ranged defense. And mm. I don't. And I, in fact, I like that per scene 
reaction ability. I think that's great. Okay. Well, then... But you just need to have it in your hat. Like, you need to be able to whip that out for it to be effective. Sure. Okay, well, then let's make that their per scene ability. And we could even throw it at at five. Five can be a a meaty boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they get that per scene attack. Yep. Which is reactionary. You get hit with a range attack. You can choose to take half damage to try to redirect it into an adjacent enemy. Do they, no matter what, take half damage, even if they miss? Yeah. Okay. Actually, how about... If it's a per scene, you got to spend one of your two per scenes to do mm-hmm. it. Uh, I thought reactions didn't. No, it's a per scene attack. Spike that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. per scene attack uh, does spike it, but you get hit with a range attack. It does tons of damage automatically, no matter what. You take half damage, uh-huh. and then you make an attack to redirect it to an adjacent enemy. If it hits, you take no damage. Okay, and they take the enemy takes half damage. Full, full. All right. Yeah, that's good. That's a that's a that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. And and you probably wouldn't run up to a caster. The caster goes to cast it against you, and then you reflect it back because you're probably going to use every other tool in your toolbox. Oh yeah, to, no, you're just going to shield bash <laughs> and be like, no, of, fuck yeah. you, stop, stop it. Um. Okay. So that's let's, that's for a situation where someone's throwing a long ball at you. Yeah. And usually Citadel would have no recourse. They just don't have anything to do. Yeah. And you're like, oh nope got this um yeah i like that i like that a lot um i I do think they need a not stance i think they need a proactive thing they can do because that is something that citadel is missing when you're sitting in like it is a very reactionary class to play Mm -hmm. very rarely are the decisions that you make on where you want to take the fight it's how am i best utilized how am i best protecting my my allies Mm -hmm. think for the especially for the player's sake there needs to be something before that's that's relevant that you could go like I'm going to I'm going to punish an opponent with the things that I have not to challenge a DPS thing but to just every once in a while get in a good hit that you do that isn't required to be a reaction. Agreed. I think there is probably a couple opportunities for things that we haven't done yet. Um what debuffs can they do to the enemy that aren't something that scoundrel or a magic caster does better? Yeah. I mean obviously limiting their movement is something Citadel is Art, absolutely great at it. Already does. <laughs> yeah. You could reduce the amount of damage the enemy does. Yep. You just, could weaken just, them. Just, like, yeah, just make them... Like ring their bell. I was going to say ring the bell would be... Yeah. How about that? You, They're next until the start yes. of your next turn. They deal half damage. Cool. Does that work? Yep. Uh, I almost think it should be quartered just for boss fights. <sighs> Well, actually, or, do, or do we make bosses immune to this sort of thing? Yeah, that's okay. That's the that's the the problem, right? So maybe we because if you do it for a boss, they're you're just going to do that every round. Oh yeah, there would be they do so much damage; it would always make sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. Then you you attack them if it does damage, so mm-hmm. it gets through their armor. Basically, if it does damage, you make a strength check against their endurance. Well, that's already complicated. Um, that's already more complicated than I think we want for an at will, mm-hmm. unless you make it. Unless you make boss only rules. I don't think boss only rules are going to be that, a thing. I think it makes it harder on the GM and generally we're okay. trying to stream. That. How about it reduces the boss's damage by your level? Okay, that scales with you. Good. Yeah. So it reduces that that their damage by your level. <sighs> should it be? Should it affect spell damage? 
I mean, if concentration is is, yeah, is com- part of the way composure, that composure yeah. is the way, part of the way that you do damage, or your ability to 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 think on your feet, I think ringing your bell puts you at a disadvantage in that in that respect. It definitely it makes it harder to hit things. It makes it harder to put your full weight behind things. Mm-hmm. It makes it harder to concentrate. So then we can we can introduce rules for bosses that won't be affected by it. So anything affecting the mind of a mindless thing, yeah, it won't matter. But yeah, re- reduce it by an amount equal to your level. So minimum. You're level six. Yeah. No, wait. No, you're four. Minimum, you're level four. Yeah. Reducing all their attacks by four damage. If you could do that forever, that's meaningful without being broken, I think. Yeah. Because they're doing, they're doing a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's only till the start of your next turn. Yep. I could see it completely ruining some kinds of boss fights, though. That's my only worry. How about their next attack? Okay. How about that? Because if because now we're thinking if it was until the start of your next turn, remember we did the fight against the mole like yes. got three turns around. I think next attack, you know when it's coming. You can hold an action. You can you can hold back one action, and if they do the turn where they oh well the mole's always going to do the sonic attack and doesn't do that much damage, but it's going to cause a different issue. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my attack action until after that, then ring his bell, or I'm gonna wait for the range attack because I know I could take the melee attacks yes. and be fine. I like. Just giving more options like that, you know, yeah. putting more things in the well, toolbox, and it fits with Citadel's character. And Citadel, they're reactionary, but they do they control so much of the battle. Yeah, with that, like probably honestly more than Command does. In this, I think this also adds two very interesting tools. One of them is a direct. The, the way that I think you're going to be using ringing the bell a lot is to reduce the damage done at ranged from a character that they can't prevent from attacking. Yeah, which is hard to do the way Citadel's built right now. So if someone's throwing throwing bombs, the casters behind you can can still be pretty scared in a way that that even medium level melee characters that are around aren't going to be put in that way because of the way opportunity attacks works. So I think that does a lot for them. And then another reaction of redirecting fire, Citadel is exposed to ranged attacks. Mm-hmm. So this kind of covers up that bit, and it comes in late enough to know that that's. This feels like a big move. This feels like an extra set. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't something put in so early that you kind of yeah you don't appreciate it. Yeah, you've been dealing with caster shit for a while. Yeah, and you're over it. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, that is pretty good for Citadel. Let's let's get into Scoundrel next. Cause I right. feel like that's almost an easy get because we can go any direction with Scoundrel. Yeah. Well, let's let's look at the last step, and also you're the only one who's played Scoundrel here. Is that true, Max? I thought I thought uh, was n- nope. no, yeah. Um, Kelton wasn't scoundrel at all. I thought he was. He was a scoundrel. He was a scoundrel. He was a scoundrel, but not Most certainly path yeah. of the scoundrel. So their core, they get the ambush tactics, which is when they attack. Yeah. And they get plunging strikes, which gives them the upper hand, so they can mm-hmm. exploit ambush tactics. Uh, step one, they get venom. Okay. They get sweep the leg. They get venom strike. Mm-hmm. Great. Step two, they get reflexive repost, which is when an enemy mi- misses you with a melee attack, you gain the upper hand against him until the end of your next turn. Great feature. Terrific feature. Um, and pocket sand. Love pocket sand. A, <laughs> Love pocket sand. a favorite of ours. Uh, step three, they get quick draw, which is uh, draw or stow as a swift. Mm-hmm. And trapper, where they get the ability to make traps. And they also get a they get three traps. They get a spike trap a snare trap and a spell trap that is the spells provided by mm-hmm. the caster, either you or somebody else within your party. Uh, step four, they get trap master where they can find traps and disarm okay. them. I like that. 
Uh, they get two more venoms, slowing and numbing, and then they, then they get an at-will move action called tag out where they can swap places with, with a willing ally. Ooh, okay. So they're good. They're, they're really great, actually. <laughs> Scoundrel is on point. I don't think they need another new poison yet. They just got two. Agreed. I was thinking, what about an attack that if they... So I was trying to think of something that's not just the upper hand, but you land an attack, and if they do another attack against anyone, you included, you just poke them again. Just tag them. Swashbuckly kind of pokey action. Just combo. Yeah. But but you're wait you like you like setting you know setting yeah. them up right that one's kind of fun it, it could be in there I I'm I'm not sold on it but I I like it yeah Fl- it's kind of like a warding strike yeah mm-hmm. but for damage yeah and unlike Citadel it doesn't discourage them from attacking anyone it's just yeah you know, just I'm just gonna mm-hmm. give you another poke so would this be an encounter no I was thinking just just an attack okay basic attack basic now, attack okay yeah um. How is it? Well, let's look at their other two basic attacks, and let's see if how this is. If it's too good, we don't want it because, well, sweep the leg. It doesn't replace sweep the leg. Sweep no. the leg is amazing. Uh, and we have plunging strike where you get the upper hand for the attack. Yep. Um, I think it's fine, but does it, is it better suited in champion? Maybe it does feel a little championy. I kind of I like it's kind of a swashbuckly too though. Yeah, because I feel Very like if Arrow Flynn champion. You got to use you got to be using a light weapon to do this. Yeah. You can't be using a two-handed hammer. <laughs> Dunk. Oh, nope. <laughs> yeah, you, you, there's no way you could move fast enough. See, so if you're using a light weapon, you can do this? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's cool. What, what, what do we call it? Uh, you're setting them up, but it you're is You're baiting them. Baiting strike. Well, baiting implies to attack you. Yeah. yeah. Which this one, I think it's not even important. They okay. just use an attack action. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. You're just like, bap, bap. So, so the way this works is you would use this attack... And then the next time anyone attacks them? No. No. The next time they attack, they use an attack action. Okay. You just, you just poke them. You give them another shot. Doesn't right. doesn't prevent them from doing anything. You just get a free little jab at them. All right. But I don't think it's a stance because you have to hit. I think you got to hit yeah. with the mm-hmm. first one because it does set them up. I mean, there's terms like repost, but that's really a response. Yeah. Let's look up fencing terms. Rope-a-dope. Rope-a-dope's good. I, I do like that. People who know what it means will... Yeah, that's, that's pretty on point. Um, Although that could just be a brawler, pugilist thing. Yeah, but you can do that as a yeah as a uh, true. It's, a, it's all the same scoundrel. Yeah, uh, unarmed scoundrel could be real fun. <laughs> yeah, let's see. If we just did four unarmed scoundrels, <clears throat> just a bunch of pugilists walking around <laughs> looking for a fight. I'm, I'm saying four unarmed people. You could you could do unarmed radiance, unarmed citadel unarmed champion unarmed scoundrel just walking around being like who are they it's like they're straight up a gang <laughs> like, just... yeah it's a bunch of monks who left their monastery and they're like Wait, oh no what's, what's going on well i mean I, I i i like the way that we've always done our flavor where like un- the unarmed striker one could be a boxer one could be a brawler one could be like just straight up a longshoreman and the other one could be a a more traditional monk and they would all mechanically function the same but you could have very very different flavor with them I almost like on guard. On, on guard? Isn't that fit? Just on guard. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you, you take them and you... Yeah, okay. On guard. You you hit them. It's just a basic melee attack. You've got the upper hand. You do your assault tactics or whatever. Um, and uh, if they use an attack action to attack, just tag them again. I like and, it. And it's not, it's not even an opportunity action. It doesn't use one of your opportunity no. actions. It's, it's the second part of that attack. Yeah. I like it. But it's the same weapon. Yes. I think even if you're dual wielding, yeah, it's got to be the same weapon. 
Yeah, it's, you're you're making a slash. You're going low. You're just holding it for a second. Mm-hmm. They make a swing. You turn up. Yep. Did you have something to say, Max? No, I was just laughing about the idea of the different weapon, like tagging with a dagger, and then you have a hammer. And the other <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> Same hit. That's a champion move. <laughs> yeah. Like, Bap. Crash. Um, we haven't really used a lot of blunt weapons. I think Hoda is the only one, really. Yeah. Who's used one? It was great. <laughs> it's really, it's really fucking good. Um, let's see. Okay, I feel good about that. That's our first thing. What was the? Uh, was there something else we thought? No, of? but it definitely needs something more for step. Yeah. I mean, it had a hefty step four, but yeah. But I think that's scoundrel. There's just so much fun. Yeah. So the three traps they've got right now. Yeah, let's take a look at those traps. So the two that are not spells, because the spell is whatever you yeah. put into it. And that's party specific, which is always party specific things should always be able to to go off a little harder because you need the better you built your party, the more cooperation you have. Yeah, the more successful you should fucking be always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, snare trap. It's just knock flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is great. That's phenomenal. Spike trap just deals flat damage to somebody who walks over it. Um, well, like, we gave him an, an at will. We did it for Citadel. What would be what would be a once per scene? A bomb? Ooh. Yeah, I was thinking if you could like give them a condition. Yeah. Force the GM to roll a condition chart for I, that character. Well, okay. What about so just fire damage bomb is fire. That's what fire does. Yeah. How about smoke bomb? Okay. That kind of thing? That yeah, would I like be that. like uh smoke bomb, you throw it, it it reduces all visibility to zero for 1d4 rounds okay in that area they can get out of it yeah but it's do we want to make it cause a negative condition like it would uh, have to smoke in your eyes yeah because this wouldn't be like firework party smoke this would be yeah we can just make him take make him take damage yeah like lingering damage Mm -hmm. like coughing like the rest if they breathe they take this damage reduce their visibility to one square around them oh that's good to adjacent, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and if they breathe, if they begin their turn within it, and they are a creature who breathes, they take, I don't know, what are we at, step five? Yeah, so we're at level four. D8? Solid. And that's it. Like, when they're out of it, mm-hmm. they're out of it. You could take out some marksmen with that. Oh, yeah. That would, in fact, that's almost the best part is, yeah. you would just <clears throat> make a smoke screen between you and a ra- like an- mm-hmm. just any ranged character, and you're like, all right, or you just even a situation where someone's firing at you from a fortified position. Well, cool. We have four turns to like breathe. Yeah, that's even that's yeah. even just as important as the damage and, and the melee fighters. I just, <laughs> go ahead. I also just like the idea that you would use this out of combat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Absolutely. like oh shit, smoke bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My yeah. favorite thing is that one of them always runs one way and then has to run back across screen. Right. To get to the other way. smoke bomb. Uh, like the one in Kung Pao. I meant Letterkenny when they're the fucking oh, yeah. Riley and Jonesy. Mm. They throw a smoke bomb and they both run a different way, but they're both going the same way. So either Riley or Jonesy has to run back across camera the other way. Okay, let's do let's do one more. I want to go into Radiance. All right. I think we need to give them some light-based superpowers that aren't necessarily healing. Okay. So right now, what, Re- what Radiance has... Yeah, what was step four? Refresh me on that. All right, well, here's here's what Radiance got. At core, they get Invigorate, which is to shield an ally, and then Retribution, which deals damage equal to the amount that the shielding has taken in damage, and then Golden Flare, which is an AoE heal um, and damage. Step one, they get Acolyte's Reward, where they get plus one to dodge an armor until the end of the turn if allies yeah. have been healed. 
um, Dazzling Ray, which is a ray attack through allies and enemies, healing and damaging, uh, and Radiant Defender, which is their scene uh, where they create an effigy of light and yeah. things adjacent get positive and negative effects. Uh, step two, critical hits against enemies grant shielding equal to double your composure to you. Dope. And uh, they get a daily called Heaven's Favor where it's a burst two, so a big zone, and uh, allies gain your composure as health and it deals <laughs> it deals an enormous amount of da- damage and all of your healing spells grant your composure as additional hit points until the end of the scene. It's great. And enemies within the zone deal half damage until the end of your next turn. That's amazing. That's a really good ability. Um, step three, they get one ability. <laughs> Just one thing. But it's cleansing light. It's a move action. You can remove a boon or a bane from a target. And you remove the most recent one first. There's a reason why that one is one alone. Yeah. It's fucking it's crazy really, it's good. It's really good. In and fact, it, we, I, we've never gotten anyone on Radiance to step three. No. But man, you would use that shit. Yeah, as a move action. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it may also be used to purify food and drink. No, that's... <laughs> we gave them a Swiss... Like, there's a... We're like, oh, shit, the only one? No, we gave them a Swiss army knife. They're great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Step four is interference. It's a, it's a per-scene utility action. Uh, swift action. Light blooms around your chosen target, blessing them with a divine aura that wards off attackers. So en- enemies attacking the subject must su- succeed on a composure check against the caster's composure defense to target the target with attacks. Okay, that's great. Area attacks are unaffected, and uh, the sub- unless they are the only creature affected by it, the subject cannot grant the upper hand to allies by flanking mm-hmm. because they that person's not a target, basically. Yeah. Um, while the boon is active, and if the subject attacks or uses abilities that target enemies, the boon ends. Great ability. I mean, it's effectively it's effectively similar to Sanctuary yeah. in D&D. And then Prismatic Form, where they split into multiple versions of themselves, and nobody knows which is the real yeah. one. That one's really good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I was thinking, per scene attack, uh, we did something with the Howards where uh, Goose Howard, in Echoes of the Star Crypt. Yeah where Goose Howard did this, like, dashing teleport. Okay. I remember. I like that. How about something like that? Make it a per-scene attack. All right. Does does high damage. Um, what if it's, like, checkers? If there's an enemy space, enemy space, enemy, they can just jump all three and do damage to all three? I do like that. I Let's see. All, all you have to do is make... As long as you keep the damage the same and you can spread them out in that way, I think that's cool. What if it is... Um, you can only travel three spaces per jump. Okay. You cannot end your. You cannot end it in a space occupied by an ally or an enemy. Okay. Um, and you can do as many jumps 
as connects enemies. Yes. It only I think it only deals damage. Yes. Your primary use for it isn't even to deal the damage, although I think the damage should be mm-hmm. substantial where it, where, it's step, yeah. where it's step five. Um, the damage should be substantial, but you're primarily using it to... Move. Move. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of dodge. Um, this reminds me of Demon Slayer. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. There's one guy who's a lightning guy. Oh, cool. And he only knows one move, and everyone's like, oh, everyone else masters a bunch of stuff. And he's like, you only know one? And he's like, yeah, but I could do it a lot. And in quick succession, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So I kind of like that. What what would you call that? Like um So if you radiant blitz. Mm-hmm. If you're in within one space of an enemy, you can move again. You can jump again. If an enemy was within range of that jump. Yes. Okay. So let's say you jump, you damage an enemy, yep. you land and within 3 spaces of another enemy, mm-hmm. you can jump again. Yes. You always let's make it yeah, let's make it three. You cannot end your. You have. You can only move in a straight line, and you cannot end it in a space occupied in in a space that's already occupied. Okay. So you're going to try to plan it around moving in straight lines to get as many people as possible. Generally, kind of like a healing ray or something. Yeah, yeah but I don't think it heals. <laughs> no, I just mean <laughs> yeah. you're lining up. But yeah. can you? Let's say you jump three. Can you make a right turn? Yes. Okay, I think so you then can you zigzag would... like a lightning bolt. Okay, yeah. cool. That would be really cool. And and you only provoke... Would it be fun to make it four spaces, but each time you do it could provoke? That way you've got more options. you got more options, but it's dangerous. You don't want to stop in a spot and somebody tags you. I would say the first one shouldn't. The first one. The first one is too quick. No one can yeah. get a beat on you. But you when you make that second jump, they're like, okay, we're, we're getting the timing down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you have to, you can, you'll do the movement no matter what, and you can do the next movement no matter what, but you have to roll to hit each time. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that. Blitz dash is fine, but, well, blitz means lightning, right? Which is close. I said radiant, radiant blitz. Radiant blitz. Holy blitz. Lightning blitz. I'm trying to think of what it would look like at the ground level, because from above, it looks like a lightning bolt. Yeah. From the ground... It just looks like Tron. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, It'd just be a blur. You're a light cycle. You could call it light cycling, like you're cycling a move over and over. Blur. <laughs> yeah. Call it song two. <laughs> not Oasis. I'm sure, I'm sure Blur is happy to be known as not Oasis. They fucking hate Oasis. <laughs> yeah. Although, we, I, had a, I had this discussion with Tony where, like, Oasis won that battle no questions asked sure but now that if you throw in the gorillas as a cultural force it's a much better matchup well they won that battle culturally but not professionally i would agree anyone from blur can get a job working anywhere mm-hmm. in the music industry not so much with uh, simon and ian gallagher also alone they haven't really written anything worthy of note no yeah i like where you're going with this um i do think blitz has got to be in it because that's just so visual. so good Luminous Blitz. That's good. What Light a, what, Blitz. I'm thinking of what they're called, like God Rays, Shafts of Sunlight. Starlight Blitz sounds like a good band name. Ballroom Blitz. Mm. I almost kind of like Rainbow Blitz. Okay. Ooh, you color shift. Yeah, I think you're... you're or maybe you just leave a rainbow behind oh, you. Oh, no, I would say you would color shift. You would start in, in what, red? Yeah. You would start in red, up. and then you would, yeah, you would start leaving different colors. That's good. It's like the Doppler shift. 
Red Shift Blitz. I do kind of like Rainbow Blitz, though. I don't. <laughs> uh, okay, but maybe maybe we can we can put just, it in it the just, description. It just sounds like the metal version of Rainbow Dash. Spectrum Blitz. It's not bad. We're on the right target here. Mm-hmm. Um, Prism Blitz, but Roy, we're already yeah, prismatic form. Pr- yeah. Roy G Blitz. <laughs> You know what? Let's let's keep that for now. I think that's Roy G. Blitz. I want to think of something more appropriate, but I I like that too much right now. So Roy G. Biv Devoe. How much how much damage does it do? Uh, your your level four die ten per target. I was gonna say two d eight. I like that two d eight per target because you got to be yeah. Okay, so four spaces. There has to be an enemy within range to do it again. You have to cast. You have to attack every time you do it. It does provoke if somebody's adjacent or can mm. threaten you. Yeah, but I, I but I f- feel like that should be from the second on. The th- but it'd be the end of the th- second jump, so the third position. I don't know. So you you it doesn't provoke when you start, and where you end doesn't provoke. But then third position starts to. Well, I'm just trying to think. We're fighting bad guys. Yes. Whatever. Okay. And one of them dashes through you and lands next to me. I'm going to, if, and they they kind of have to they have to do a thing to jump again. Like kind, there's a split second where they have to do mm-hmm. a thing. I might get a little poke at them. I just figure like the the but, the, the first the first jump in its entirety shouldn't be able to target because it's such a th- out there thing. No, I think the jump ends and you have to jump again. This is all happening, you know, over the course of a six second period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You provoke on the first one. Sorry, you don't provoke on the first one. Or honestly, if we're if we're upping it to four spaces, I think you guys three, are arguing the same point. No, we are not. No, I I, I, I think, think you because you're saying you would jump and land. Yeah. Then jumping again. Second, yeah. The the third land. the third position then that you, you would enter. Provoke. You would I think provoke. you're saying the same thing, aren't no, you? No, I was saying okay. immediately after the first. So when you jump and land immediately, if you if you want to move to another one, you're going to provoke if somebody's adjacent or okay. threatening. So you're not guarding; you're getting ready to jump again. Yeah, but I, honestly, I think that if we increase it to four instead of three, maybe all then of you them. could just make the jump without having to worry about it the first time. Yeah, anyway. let's let's just make all of them provoke. All right, because but it's up to you to. God, work you out could the be distance. invigorated before you go anyway. It almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Roy G. Blitz. Roy G. Blitz. I, you know what? Fuck it. Let's yeah. keep it. It's dumb, but I love Set it. it I do love it. Okay. You're going to see that align on the board. The enemies are just going to line up, and you're going to... Oh, yeah. You're going to be like... Rainbow oh. tears going to go down your face. Here we go. So far, we've given everybody a per scene, and then we give them an at will. What's an at will for radiance? I almost like just a straight fucking like moonbeam from World of Warcraft. Just one target. Boom. They don't have any single target things. No. Yeah, let's do it. You want it's like a laser beam from yeah. from God. What what would um it, it only does damage. Yeah, what would what does um I, what do we keep it as dazzling ray? Yeah, we kept it we made it dazzling ray because it was burning ray and burning, and burning lance. lance and that yeah. was confusing. So what did, what's dazzling ray doing at, at level 4? Dazzling ray starts off at tier 2, so that's a d6 8 10. Dazzling ray is doing 2d6 at level so 4. So it's got to be one or two up from that easy. Yep. So that's tier two. It becomes tier six. So we're going to tier eight or... That's tier eight. Yeah. Good enough. Does tier eight damage. Just an option for everyone's topped off. Everything's done. Mm-hmm. Blow. And you know what? Fuck Moonbeam. Sunbeam. Yeah. All right. There we go. All right. 
Praise the sun. <laughs> Bing. You just zap them. Just a straight damage. If that's all you want to do when you get to that. If no one's lined up, if you have no mm-hmm. healing to do, might as well do it. Oh, what if enemies don't have cover against it because it comes straight down from above? I like it. Does that work? Yeah. yeah. All right. Sunbeam. Sounds very good. All right. I like Radiance a lot. I'm, I'm a big fan of this I, path. Does that ignore a shield because it's coming straight down from above? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, because you can still... Yeah, I think it's it's a thing that like opens like you imagine like the god beam of ah, okay. like you you could hold your shield up over it your would, head. The light would hit you before the damage when you'd be like, mm-hmm. oh shit! Yeah, no, I and I'm always in favor of overdoing radiance because it's a support class and then dialing it back. dialing it back because having having a class that no one likes to play is a wait one a waste of fucking time and also. F- I, I think there should always be some incentive for the players. Like, I guess I'll be the healer, and then they actually start playing, and they're like, "Holy fuck, guys! Yeah. This is amazing!" Yeah. After after playing Frixa and then Andrew playing Cal, I I, I am very confident that Core Radiance and Step One Radiance are solid, very mm-hmm. solid. Anyone who doesn't see it isn't looking at the game right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's enough pads for today. You guys want to freewheel some uh, artifacts and yeah. monsters? Do it. And uh, and a ritual, probably. I did two-thirds of my homework. I have an artifact, but it's really a series of five artifacts. Okay, well, let's hear. Let's start with that, then, because that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of shit. Yeah. All right, so um, the artifact I want to bring is not really an artifact. It's a thing currently being produced, and it's uh, Shay's Ripping Yarns. And Shay is a retired adventurer who's currently making, like, children's adventure tales. And only only children in, like, hardcore adventures would have it, because in the adventuring community, if you're, like, if you're like oh, I want to get out there, explore ruins, you'd probably know who Shay was, but if you're just a person, you wouldn't. It'd be like knowing a specific uh, baseball player from a team 30 years ago. Right. If, you, if he wasn't the best ever and not on your team, you'd never heard, yeah. heard of him. But he's on your team, so you're like... Remember the good old days of Shay? It's like knowing who Sam Rockwell is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, um, maybe not, because a lot of people know who Sam Rockwell is now. But Yeah, but 10 years ago, almost no one did. Yeah. Really, like, watch all of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. Box of Moonlight, Lawn Dogs, come on. Dude, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. <laughs> he is that movie. Um, yeah, but he just is now writing. He's a retired adventurer. He's lived long enough to, to retire and was good enough to retire. And I almost want to be like, he was a boy adventurer, like kind of dragged out before his time and just did, he did it for, he was an adventurer for 50 years from the time he was like 14 to 64. Just did a lot of reliable quality work. Was a pirate, did some, did some, uh, you know, cave exploring and, and ruin exploring. He's done it all. He's everything that you could do in his adventure. He was a mercenary for a bit and just all of the, the great like boy adventure stories. He's just lived through them all and he's writing them now. So every time you find one of his books, one, you don't know it's important, and it kind of just looks like a silly boy's adventure book, but when you read it, it's every single one is Moby Dick, and it goes way too into the specifics of things that are going on, and there are detailed drawings in all of them, and you're like, it's, it's an adventurer's handbook that is being presented as The Hobbit. Okay. Like, what if The Hobbit, instead of being The Hobbit, was mm. just like straight up an adventurer's manual? Is there a benefit this confers other than as a plot device to the adventurers? That's the thing I really want to go over where I think once you complete, like finish reading one of the books, Mm -hmm. you should get a very slight permanent buff, but almost, almost negligible Mm -hmm. 
just something very minor. Like one of the ones I wrote down was like, you just get a plus one to battle order, not to decks, just a battle order. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe uh, you can get a better buff, but it's specific to the area described in the book. Well, I wasn't even thinking like I was just thinking just every single one individually would be banal mm. and kind of like whatever, like in a certain situation. This provides you a little buff. One of them might provide a, a you know a relationship check to a very specific culture or race. One of them would would give you a bonus in in a certain area. It's when you read all five volumes front to back that there would be a cumulative uh, interesting okay. benefit. Where like every the individual ones would be very minor, but it's when you get to see the big picture of of his first five book volume. Or the the mm-hmm. first five volumes of it of its adventure, where you would see a larger idea play out and gain some pretty substantial understanding of how the world is. But I just don't know what those should be. Like well, yeah. one of them was plus one battle order. Uh, one of them was just like literally plus one to writing. Like mm. you learn just there's enough about horsemanship or brookie ship in it that it provides you a bonus because you're like oh I read in in that that this is kind of like one of the things you could do to get. A Bruki to trust you better. He's like, oh shit, it works. All of his all of his stuff works and is accurate and is factual. I like that. Yeah, um, I like that they're rare, maybe, and that well, could. It's not even that they're rare. It's that they, no one understands what they are because they don't mm. seem to have value. Like you wouldn't find them in a bandit's chest. You wouldn't find them. Like you would have to come across them kind of randomly and in strange and innocuous places. I, I almost like the idea that. They're only rare because people didn't treat them well, because yeah. they thought they were tawdry, like the 1920s serials, like the Pulp Fiction. Yes. And like bookshops wouldn't keep them because they're not magical treaties. They're not right. great works of fiction. They're kind of thought as a little trashy. Nobody has reprinted them. You've heard of a library that has all five, but that if you ask about them, people are like, oh, you're one of those fanboys, huh? Yeah. That could be fun. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. And we can, honestly, I think, don't limit it to five volumes. I think... Oh, no, this is... I would just... Every five volumes would be, you gain a good functional bonus that would work for anyone in any situation. And also something as a player that if you hadn't gone through and read what these are or know what they are, mm-hmm. it would be, you'd feel kind of weird about it. It was like, I mean, I guess I'll read it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think having the book, maybe like you pick up the book, you pass an intellect check yeah. to recognize that it has useful information for the current situation that you're in. And then you can reference the book to gain bonuses on checks going forward. I like that. Yeah. And then we can we can deal with like progressive bonuses for having read more of his books. Yeah. Cuz it is a considerable thing to sit down and yeah. read a book. Yeah. I mean, who even does that? So I'm reading one right now and it's very mediocre. I'm reading one right now that you would fucking love except for it's enormous and at the 30% mark is finally where the story starts. Oh, is that the um the one with the creatures coming in from the other dimension? Yes. Yeah, you'd start great. telling me about it's that. It's great. There's so many good books to read, but what I like to do is go to the Dollar Tree and buy like a sci-fi fantasy book for a dollar and read it. But a lot like McGargle, I, Shay is still alive mm-hmm. and still writing books. Oh, okay. But he's, but he's very... I, I'm almost thinking that he's like Pervy Sage. Oh, okay. Where like he's he's like he's running around the world. He's Jiraiya. He's from not. Naruto. Yeah, he's not a an adventure anymore. But he's still just like he's traveling. He's writing his book series. It is getting published. People are picking it up, and it's his job. People are picking it up, but they're not. He's not a well known author, and only in certain circles do any. Does anyone even really remember who he is anymore? Should he have like a terrible force nickname like 
Shay the Boy Wonder or something like that. So pe- that's like the title of each the book. The Boy Detective. So people no. are just like... <sighs> well, the so, thing is, so what I if- think that would have stayed for the first decade. And then by the time he's 35 and has done a million things, mm-hmm. he would just he would be known by a hundred different names in a hundred different places. Okay. I want to I insert a wrinkle here that Max made me think of. So how about what if it's like Pervy Sage, uh-huh. where all of them, not specifically this... But for his, all of his are romance novels. Ooh. So what if Shay, it's all like the Hardy Boys. Yeah. And it's like a series where it's all the Hardy Boys solve XYZ or um, yeah. some, something like that where... Uh, oh, I have titles. <laughs> okay, let's hear your titles. All right. I just wanted to make them weird and illiterate. So the battle with the, the Breach Break Bandits, the kerfuffle at the Choir Church Clock, Joust with the Jungle Knights, Ballad of the Black Sabbath. That's volume four. Oh, sweet. I love... Yeah, volume four. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, the account of the Akinosian attackers. Okay. We need an adventurous main character for each of these books. Yes. So who's his fictional character? That's his yeah. representation of him. So we're doing like a Robert E. Howard. We've got a yeah. Bran Mockmorn, our Elborak, our Conan the Barbarian. Who's the who's the leader of these books? Who's the who is the Nancy Drew yeah. of these stories? Percy. Yeah. Percy Jackson's already a series. I was thinking Percy Fawcett. What about like a plucky young Hrod? <laughs> I always, I always thought I saw this guy as a gelt. Okay, a gelt. Because just like he, he's, and also he's completely in, in interested in. He just wanted to invent. He's not into contracts or the life he's supposed to live. Even in the, the way he just does it, he just kind of gives his books away. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the name Skemba. Like Skemba. What if they're worthless because they're zines? Like Skemba Black Snout. Like it, it's a kid. Skemba Black Snout and so g- give me the give me the Skemba Black Snout and the Skemba Black Snout and the battle with the Beach Break Bandits. Dope. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Ignition okay. attackers, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right, Skemba Black Snout, Black Sabbath. We got to keep that. I don't want two blacks in that name, but we got to keep the Black Sabbath. Yeah, we do. Um, Dark Short Snout, snout? Uh, Shade Snout, Dirt Snout, Dirt Snout, Skemba Dirt Snout, Dirt or Dirk Dirt. I was thinking, nobody takes him serious. He's a plucky young gelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skemba Dirt Snout. He's doing his thing. He's the Columbo, but as a child. Yeah. <laughs> nobody takes him seriously. Him or her. Okay. That's your artifact? That's my it, artifact. Is, anytime you find one of those books, you're going to get useful shit. Yeah. That's, that's a fun GM Oh, yeah. And you, and, thing. and you could even be like, this is how you make it, and this is the information that could be provided. Or mm. you can, it could be a MacGuffin to, not a MacGuffin but like the the start of a thing. This could tell you about an artifact that you, you want to go find. Or... You meet a book collector who's like, I've heard tale of a Skemba Dirt Snout novel. <laughs> like, that is... I almost think it would be the opposite, where there would be a book collector who's selling rare books, and then in his like dollar pile, you find one, and then he's like, oh, this is a tale of this, 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 and this artifact. Oh, that's cool. Let's pick this up. And then it's supposed to be in the area. You can go and find it. I like the idea... Of the players knowing that the books are important, but nobody in the world nobody knows. in the yeah. world okay. gives a shit. I like that. Okay, um, Max, you had I have a creature and an artifact. Let's let's hear it. Which one first? Let's start with a creature, which I'm calling a Mel. Mel it is a three foot. I know her. Yeah, a three foot long feathered creature. That she's le- much bigger than three feet. She, she has at least four feet. Yeah, she's like five foot four. Too many yeah. feet on that lady. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a long time. I didn't know if she grew or shrunk. But it, uh, she grew more feet. That's good for a drummer. Right? Damn, that was too many jokes in a row. <laughs> but not more legs. It's really strange. As, as though the more feet was... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Just 
toes start growing out of the back of your heel, and then you'd be so stable. Stable as fuck. Oh, I imagine them growing out of our armpits. So, what is a mel? A mel is a three foot long feathered creature that leaps from treetop to treetop. Okay. It is a herbivore, eats leaves, maybe an omnivore, maybe eats bugs. Okay. But its belly is completely unfeathered and just weird, weird. fat skin. Okay. So it's just like a tubby bubblegum burrito? Yep. Okay. That lives in the treetops. Cool. Yeah. Um, does it have any strange th- sh- things about it? No, I just feel like we should make creatures that aren't wolves. Okay. Yeah, I like that. We should not. We have enough wolves for now. Yeah. I made an wolves eel. Wolves need things to eat. <laughs> yeah. An eel is a wolf of this. <laughs> no, it is no, not. It's a river it's a, wolf. It's an ambush predator. That's true. Okay. Yeah, no, I like yeah. that. A mel. It, it, it jumps from treetop to treetop. Are they good eating mels? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I figured it would be like our, could be our go-to instead of taking a deer or something. Or, mm. no, it's a monkey. It's a weird looking monkey. Herbivorous. Well, omnivorous, yeah. but bug of war. But yeah, <laughs> but you walk into a forest or a jungle and you're like, and the males are going treetop to treehop. Or, oh, you go into a clearing and you find it strange. There are no males here. You're like, oh shit. What eats the males other than us? I think that probably the fearkin. Fearkin? I imagine right. something that could climb a tree or fly, right? Yeah. So the bird people could eat them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bird crex. bird yeah. people staple? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Crex hunters going out on a mel hunt. Just picking up some mels for dinner. They're like rabbits of the yeah. trees. Well, they're bigger than rabbits. They're three feet <laughs> they're big. They're rabbit yeah. of the trees. It's like how tuna is the chicken of the sea. Or mostly dolphin. And what was your artifact? My artifact is called Vortsik Scarf. Vort? Can you Vort- spell that? Vort. V-O-R-T-S-I-K. Vortsik. Okay, Vortsik Scarf. Yeah, it's her scarf. It provides every day just four points of shielding that does not stack day to day. And once it's gone, it's gone. The next morning, it pops back up. Nice. It's very similar to the last thing I made. Oh. The last thing you made was a fanny pack. It provides provides shielding. shielding. Oh, okay. And it can recharge in battle randomly. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I don't have to use this. I was also thinking about a... Like a dart or thorn Mm -hmm. that would actually go into somebody's body and provide damage until they pulled it out. I like, well, yeah, it's kind of like just a a hollow needle arrow, right? Like an arrow that causes bleeding. That's good. What about about a dart that maybe, maybe like two pieces and as long as you're holding the other half, when you throw the dart, wherever it lands, you teleport right next to it? Ooh. Like you, you, it takes an attack action yeah. to throw it. You do it as an attack, but it only ever does a d4 of damage. It doesn't scale with you because it's not a weapon, mm-hmm. really. I mean, you could hit with it. It's just for the closing the gap. Yeah. You throw it, and you're for holding the other one in your other hand. Maybe it's a dagger. It's a dagger that's a dart, right? So it's just basic dagger damage except for that effect. But you have to do wield them. There's no, yeah. there's no way around that. Could you tag that person with that dart, hand it to their champion? And have them teleport. That's there. some that's some fourth Hokage shit. Yeah, yeah. thunder. Uh, what thunder flying god? Something like that. Yeah. If you could teleport your big bad to their big bad, yeah, or even just like their archers or something. I think it's got to be you. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Unless you unless you can um, embed it in them. If you got a way to like slip it into their pocket, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> or or, yeah. or jam it into their thing and then teleport. I like that. Up. I was thinking of it kind of like warding strike. That they wouldn't be able to do anything else until they got it out of them mm-hmm. or something like that. I think it's probably too broad. Like imagine like a dart that maybe it's conical. 
Is that, would that make sense? It's like conical. A, it's it's a dagger, but conical. So the idea of wedging it into something with a with an attack, it's not really feasible. You're not gonna you're mm-hmm. not gonna succeed. Yeah. But if you put it in somebody's backpack and then you throw the other one, <laughs> you could put them in a tree. You know, you could throw them off a cliff. Well, actually, you wouldn't throw them off a cliff. You throw the dart off the cliff, yeah. and then they would just be at the bottom of a ravine. Yeah. But alive. I love that so much. You get the dart in them, and then you're just like. Just throw it off the crevasse. But then they're just far away from you. It didn't hurt them, you know? Yeah. Because they don't... Wherever the dart lands... Lands. They teleport to They you. just teleport to that spot. I like it. Because then, still, how would they get back up to you? Yeah. What, are they going to make rope out of the sinew of a dead animal or well, something? they've got the darts. That's true. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they got to throw it back up at you. Yeah, they would put it on the end of a rope and, like, yeah. swing it and throw it. But even then, like, that's fun, right? Yeah. You could be like, you could be a champion with two daggers and then just be like, stab, stab. Oh, shit. I'm going to Tiktani, so I'm going to use an extra attack action to throw that thing. And then uh, I'm going to appear right next to it. But you still have to spend a move action to pick it up. Yeah. Something like that would be fun. Yeah. What would you call that? Something with, like, lovers, you know, with companions, the married dart. Entwined. Entangled blades? I like entangled. But they're not blades, right? Like the only stab. They, they've, they're, co- they're cones. Okay. So. Entangled skewers. Reamers, skewers. Lance. All. Entangled alls. Yeah, A-W-L. Yeah, I like that. There could be a hole near mm-hmm. the tip of each, yeah. You don't know what it's for because it's from an ancient civilization, but the entangled alls. I like that. Okay, cool. Uh, and they were... They were even made not for combat, just because one guy was tired of losing the other one, and well, he, was, he was just a mage, and he was like, Meh. "See, I would imagine it's it's pre that. I think industrial civilization. Yeah. It was used for some kind of machinery. You know what I mean? And then you find them; they're twinned, they're entangled. Yeah, you maybe they were. Yeah, maybe they weren't even for teleporting. They were for performing the same action linked, but that's just been lost, and yeah. now they just teleport to each other. That could be cool. There's been ten different like civilizations of magic put on it, like. This is what the original people... This is what they used it for. Nobody knows. It probably was just one piece that was used literally as an all. <laughs> and then uh, an accident happened that doubled it in space-time. Yeah. And then now they link together butt-to-butt. But it's like, it's like actually real lovers. one... It's actually one thing. Yeah, it's one. It's actually one item. It's a like a fifth-dimensional item. This yeah. is a projection. Yeah, it's cool. a hologram of itself that is also a physical item. And it has to... It's just moving really fast in between the two spaces. Yeah, but then why is it teleporting you? Because it's moving you back to be where it needs to be. It's just... To cor- be next to it's itself. It's correcting for the for its own probability yeah. probability wave. It's hard for them to exist away from that, that far away from each other. <laughs> it's like a trillion dollar piece of technology that you're now just using in like weird super apocalypse You're just combat. using it to stab dogs. Yeah. You should like- watch Dr. Stone. <laughs> All right. Okay, I like that. I think that's yeah. where we're going to end tonight. We got some good step five stuff. We've got some good artifacts. Uh, but we are out of time. So thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPGFS. You can find us on facebook.com slash RPGFS. You can find us on twitter.com slash homebrew And you can find us on instagram.com slash RPG from scratch. And that's all one word. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.